how far would you go to get a role? Yeah. That's something every actor has got to think about. Well, Dude, it was really hard, man. So I've never even I've never even done that with a girl well, on a what, girl scene. What was really hard? You know, because you don't know better back then. I have no clue. This is a non-union Tony's project. Like, yeah, this probably will be on HBO. Yeah, and I literally had to do him from behind, right? And I was like, I don't know if this was even like worth it, you know. But then I was like, well, I'm HBO, HBO, maybe it's HBO. And then obviously that never happened. And so you did it. I, yeah, I ended up doing it because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to upset anybody. meet this guy um, just at a restaurant and we start talking and this is a famous actor this is a prominent TV actor who's been on a very famous show and his friend is the one who suggests he says hey why don't you guys exchange numbers and you can meet for coffee or something he's like, just waiting for you to call you know if he was hitting on me I just thought so he you was... didn't think he was gay no I didn't I mean I once you like go into his house you can start talking with him you can tell Uh, later. See you later, dude. Anyway, so... Are you telling me that you think that this celebrity, who is a very recognizable person, right, uh, was trying to drug you? Is that what really what you believe? Honestly. Welcome back, everybody, here at Surviving Hollywood Podcast. The goal of this podcast was to bring you the best, the happy times, the, uh, the, the wins of these actors and directors and writers about booking the part, getting the, the writing job, whatever it is, we want to know the successes in this industry. But having said that, there's a darker side to Hollywood, and that's what we want to bring you today. The horror stories, <laughs> for lack of a better word, the Me Too moments. Uh, Johnny laughs so he doesn't cry. That's a, Hey, everybody copes their own way. I'm dying inside. But here today, we want to confess to you the darker side of Hollywood. My name's Austin. My name's Aaron. I'm Johnny. And here is Surviving Hollywood Podcast. Our own stories. Who's going to go first? Austin, do you have any stories of anything? <laughs> I told you not to throw it to me. Because <laughs> right. you got to go. I mean, you're just going to... I'm going to a commercial so edition. So Austin's going to facilitate. I told him I'd do the intro. I'd take care of the first 30 seconds. Johnny, you go first. Um, well, you know, the thing is that I don't really have any, like, really dark stories necessarily. Mm, but but I, I, ha I have, like, two stories. They're both short of things that happened that um, were funny, but then also not funny because... Uh, I don't know. It was just a really challenging experience. So one specific instance is uh, there was a project I worked on many, many years ago when I was first starting out. It was a web series. I got casted um, as a hitman, and I had zero dialogue. Uh, thanks, man. Sorry. I had no dialogue in it. Uh, I literally just got booked off of a headshot, and I was like one of the first things I got. And I'm For like, a show? It was just a web series. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm just happy to just to work on anything because I can't book anything anyway. Showed up, Meh. shot this thing. Kind of, It was kind of cool. Actually, it turned out pretty decently. Uh, well, the director and the creator of the project really liked me. And he was like, hey, I really want to work with you again. 
So I remember one time I was in Texas working uh, when I used to work as a uh, car host, when I used to do like hosting car events, talking about Dodge trucks, actually Ram trucks. Like what would you say? I would talk about all the mechanical aspects of the vehicle. And then like literally I had like a five minute monologue, like a spiel I had to learn where I'm literally just on the microphone talking about all the benefits and things that this car has. No money Really down. hard, man. No, it wasn't like that. It was like me telling, oh, it's got a 3.8 liter, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, I'm in Texas. I'm in my hotel room and the director calls me of this project. Now, this director is gay. No problem with Why, that. Why'd you bring that up? Because I mean, it's relevant to the story. All right. Now, that's not a problem. No problem with that at all. Uh, he's a great guy. I still talk to him to this day. And uh, he starts telling me like, hey, you know, I really want you to be part of this web series. And uh, let me kind of tell you what I kind of think to have your character. Like, I know you played a Hitman. I think we're not going to use it at, at, at all. And instead, we're going to have you become a detective. And, you know, this is your backstory. And this is this is that, you know, like, uh, you're going to be engaging with this character. And this person is your sister, this and that. And I must have had bad signal in the hotel. I don't really know. But he starts saying, the, he's like, yeah, the detective's uh, going to be a homosexual. And then... Well, that sounds interesting. That's awesome to well, be able to tell that story. And then in, for a split second, I was like, in my head, I'm thinking like, well, why does he have to be gay? Because like, that's not really relevant. It makes me think of Boondock Saints, you know, with William Defoe's character. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, but like, I was like, that's not really relevant. Because everything that he had led up to that backstory had had no he dropped connection to it. And I was like... That seems weird. Like, and by the why, way, why would I, you know? And by the way, you fuck a dude. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, am I going to be doing like all these gay scenes? And I was like, I, don't, I hadn't really done that stuff really before. And I was like, I don't know, you know? And so I very politely was like, hey, uh, you know, I just have to ask, like, is there like a reason? Like, because you were just kind of talking about the, the character and like what he's going through. Like, is there a reason like why... He's a homosexual. Like, I don't know if that really adds anything to the story. Like, what's going on with that? And there was a long pause. And he said, Johnny, I didn't say homosexual. I said homicide. <laughs> so he was a homicide detective. And I was like, oh, long, awkward beat. And he's like, why would he be a homosexual? And I was just like... I'm so sorry, <laughs> but it, I didn't. Uh, I think it's weird for him to get a little plugged. He should have just said, oh, no, I said this. Yeah, I know. But it, because I kind of went on a thing of like, hey, you know, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that, <laughs> uh, Okay, you know, and I was like, uh, I don't know if this is going to work. And it was really awkward. Luckily, we're still cool. But uh, that was an unusual experience. And that was just one story. But would yeah. you would you have done it if he said, hey, you're going to. Uh, you have to do what, 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 what uh, William well, depending on what it was. That was that's an animated show though. No, Boondock Saints. The original. Oh, movie. Boondock Saints. Are you talking about Boondocks? No, that's what I was thinking when we said that. Um, yeah, that's a big movie. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't that big at the time. So, so you'd be gay for pay. Okay, so this transition to the next story, real fast, super quick. So I know you got to leave. Uh, well, I've already left mentally, man. So bring so me back. This was after this happened, right? Many. Uh, some time after that, this is the story I, I remember. My first manager, I got out here. I was really excited. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. I end up going into audition for this pilot at Cast. If you guys remember that studio, now out of business. Cast, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, 
I went and auditioned for this character that was like a very, he was a very f- kind of like, he wasn't flamboyant, but he was a homosexual and he was in love with this older man and we were married and like all this, like it was like a relationship drama, right? A dream role for a many. So I auditioned for it, got the role. I was excited because I was like, man, like my manager just sent me out. Like this is like the first of like five auditions he sent me and I booked this one. And it seemed like a cool thing because they were like, well, we're gonna push, we're gonna pitch it to HBO, Showtime, this whole thing. And I'm like, oh my god, this could be really cool. And I met the people working on the project; they seemed really awesome. And then I got the script uh, at the table read. I didn't read it before that, and there was a lot of sexual scenes in it, lots of them. That's Invo- camera- involving me. That's camera time, baby. And I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this. It was. Sex scenes where you were the submissive, right? Correct? Uh, no, actually, I was the one that wasn't. Oh, then what's the problem? I don't understand I why so. you couldn't do it, though. You're, you, you just booked a job, right? Yeah, but I, I had just started out. I've never done a scene where I had to make out with a guy. Were you getting paid? No, that was the thing. <laughs> it was a non-paying project. But because I was, I was so new to town, just got a new manager. Straight off didn't the Didn't want to upset them. And then on top of that, I was like... Well, you know, this could be on HBO. It could be on Showtime. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, this is all these, like, they fill your head with all these, like, illusions of grandeur. And you're yeah. just like, yes. Copy you, credit yes. meal. Exactly. <laughs> you you told us HBO pilot back in the day. Yeah, they, that's, they, what, that's what they said it was. Just like you mentioned it now, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's what they, you know, because you don't know better back then. I have no clue. It's just a non-union Tony's project. like, yeah, this probably will be on HBO. Yeah. And then so... You know, I read the table read and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I could do this. I even called my manager and I was on the fence about it. And he's like, well, you know, this seems like a good thing, a good booking. Like, I think you should try it, this and that. And I didn't want to upset him. No money. How's that? No money, dude. How's that a good booking? You got me. I I didn't (laughs) find out I wasn't getting paid until after either. So (laughs) that was even more awkward. It's weird that the manager would want you to take it because usually we'll take the anything that pays. You know, and then on set, dude, there's the first time I ever kissed a dude. So you did it. I, yeah, I ended up doing it because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to upset anybody. Kay. I didn't want to, I didn't want to upset the, I Dis- didn't want to upset the system, dude. Disgusting. Uh, later. See you later, dude. Anyway, so I ended up making out with this guy who's, this guy's amazing, by the way, uh, this actor, Richard. Great, uh, great kisser. Super professional, um, who actually is gay in real life. Um, which is not a problem, but, uh, I which, think that made it a little easier. Like you're, you know, you're from Arizona, a very conservative state. I'm, I'm from a very conservative place. And I, I come from a place where like most of my friends are like, bro, that's so gay. Like, why would you do something like that? So I couldn't even tell my friends. <laughs> I literally could not tell anybody because I, I knew like they'd be like shaming me. And I was like, no, I'm going to try to look at it from an artistic perspective. Like it's just a role. It doesn't mean anything. And you know, it's whatever. And, uh, it was hard. It was like, I just, I still remember the first moment because the first scene that we shot together was our wedding. So it was us cutting a cake, making out. And it was me making out with this dude. <laughs> That's your first role. Dozens of times because we had to do a lot of takes. Was he a good kisser? You know, he was gentle, very <laughs> gentle, man. You know, and he had to like, you know, wipe ice, like the cake off my face and, you know, like the little thing and. Do we even, there was even a scene, you know, oh God, I, I think I got cut out from the project. Thank God. But there was a, we actually had a sex scene and I actually, I actually describe that. Like, what was that like? Awkward as hell, dude. I've done a sex scene. It's very mechanical, right? You wear the sock and yeah, but this was, a, this was a sex scene where I was literally completely naked except for the sock, completely butt ass naked. And I had to like, 
And so you were on the bed? No, we we actually did this on a pool. It was a pool sw- table? No, a swimming pool. And <laughs> I I don't think I've ever seen Ted told the story. And I literally had to do him from behind, right? And like with the sock on. And he wasn't wearing anything. And so this was even more awkward. He wasn't wearing anything. No. You saw his bare ass. He had because he had he had boxer shorts on originally. And the director's like, we could see the shorts, man. You got to bring them down. And I was just like, <laughs> dude, oh that's, that'd be my so like, God, dude. Like it was a, literally, it, it was literally like, it felt like on the verge of being a porn. Like that's how close it felt like. Dude, I can just imagine my, if I did that, my heart would be like sinking. Like, dude, when is okay. this day over? So what are you, what are you <laughs> complaining about? What are you talking about? How would I, how did I not do it? You seem a little homophobic, dude, that you had those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, well, dude, it was really hard, man. So I've you, never even I've never even done that with a girl well, on a what, girl scene. What was really hard? Did anything move? No, nothing moved. All right. This was this like I know you guys can't if you're listening, you can't see my facial reaction. But literally for those watching on YouTube, this was my reaction up top because I had to pretend like I was enjoying it, right? Like <laughs> so I was like doing that. And then like when I knew it wasn't on my face, I was just like I was I had to close my eyes and just be like so, do, so doing it, so I'll describe this. When he's doing it and the close-ups on his face, he's like a frat boy or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, I had to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then when it would cut away from my face, I was literally just like gagging the whole time. That's what you think of when you have to cry for, a, you know, movie scenes, right? <sighs> it was it was tough, dude. You know what? It was actually even hard on him. I, I Like for him, it was I knew it was difficult as well. So that made me feel a little bit better that we were both equally uncomfortable because you've, like, you've done sex scenes and they're really mechanical and weird but this one by far of any sex scene i've ever done or anything was like the most hardest not even that he was a guy the hardest one i have ever done because like literally i was at the point of like wearing almost no clothing essentially um and uh i lit after set after i finished that day and we were done i literally sat in my car before i left and i was like what did i just do (laughs) You know, because then I was like, my bare ass is on camera, right? I should have stayed at the bank job. I should have just stayed in, at B of A. Um, and I was like, I don't know if this was even like worth it. You know, but then I was like, well, I'm HBO, HBO, maybe it's HBO. And then obviously that never happened. And like most projects in LA, they never go that way. And I was like, damn, that kind of sucks. I did that. And like now there's footage out there somewhere. Yeah. Of- where can our audience see it? Uh, you, you can't, you can't, because <laughs> they never footage, released it. Well, you said there's footage out there. Yeah, because they they cut they cut it into an episode and they sent it to us. So where can we see that episode? Well, the good no, the thing is that that part the director told me that like that part of us doing stuff like from behind, he has said he ended up not deciding to use it. Hmm. So he like actually the way he did it, he's he, thankfully to him. He just said this is tasteless. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully to him. Uh, they decided to use an, an, an angle where there was like a sort of like a bush or a tree branch kind of covering us a little bit. Artsy. So you couldn't really see what was happening. Like when the camera pans to like the curtain in the wind. Exactly. Exactly. But it was artsy. more of like a palm tree branch like flapping in the wind. Right. Right. So yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was wild. First and last time you ever did gay stuff on film? On film. That was the last time. Uh, would I do it again? Well, I'd do it again if there was a right, if it was the right project. Like, is it the pay or is it the... Well, def- first of all, yeah. Hell yeah, I got to get paid, dude. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that shit for free again. I ain't doing that more than three times for free. Nah, dude, that's crazy. I'll, I'll never do something like that. I don't mean I don't work for free anymore anyway, you know. But uh, it has to be like 
a quality project. Like I'm not doing it for a web series. It's got to be for like, you know, a big HBO, actual HBO show, a film, like a big feature film. It's got to be relevant. It's got to have wheels, so traction. So, but if it's good pay, but not relevant, no traction, you're not going to do it or you would like a thousand, Pro- a thousand bucks. Well, that's like a regular SAG. I know, but it's, but it's not going to go. So you show for one day. It depends on what it is. Like if it's like a role where like, there's like actual, like, you know, there's depth to the story and there's like dimension to the character. Yeah, maybe. But like, I'm not just going to show up and just be like, Hey, uh, this is, uh, where the guy just, you know, does you from behind and we're paying you for the day. Like, what am I going to do with that footage? Now, before we move on to my story, my question to you is, would you not on camera? Would you ever do anything like, would you do anything kind of like gay me too, to get a role? Like, how far would you go to get a good... No, I'm guaranteeing you a good role on an A-list movie that's going to get traction and distribution, and all you have to do is, you know, do a little something with the producer. Have you thought about that? Uh, I've done that. Go on. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I wanted to let that sink in, because I wanted you to think that maybe I have never done anything, and I joke around that I would, but no, I wouldn't. Like, not even a... Not even a hand job. An HJ? Not even an HJ. How about a ZJ? If you can't afford it. What is that? If you can't... A ZJ? Yeah. It's from a... Beer, is it Beer Fest? Beer Fest. Oh. Jay Shandersekar. Yeah. What he's like... He's like... He plays like a prostitute yeah, in at it. the beginning. Yeah. yeah he's That's like, what I, He's like, what about a ZJ? And he's like, what's a ZJ? Well, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Now, I was actually in a situation. I've hinted at this story, told parts of it on this podcast before. Um, and I'm not going to use the person's name, but this is a story about how I think I was almost Bill Cosby'd. I mean, really, that's what it's about. I Ooh. think I got pretty close. You guys tell me. With Bill Cosby? Not Bill Cosby. Let's just say this is a prominent TV actor who's been on a very famous show. I can't say, you know, the real show or the real person, but let's just say, imagine this is like a main character, a prominent cast member, ensemble character from like a show like Parks and Rec or something like that. Okay. And this is a guy. You're not going to say who it was? Dude, for legal reasons, I can't. What, am I going to slander the guy? That's not slander. It's a story of something that happened. The reason I'm not- Nothing bad happened, Nothing, in in actuality, he was very polite. Yeah. He's a very smart guy, but I don't want to like- Okay, well, just, well, fine. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I didn't mention names either, really. Yeah. Anyway, I meet this guy- um, just at a restaurant and we start talking and this is a famous actor and he is with his buddy. His buddy is clearly gay. Now this guy in real life, what's the problem with that? Well, because I think this guy was gay for me who I'm going to tell you about, but I, but he okay. doesn't like, but general America doesn't think of this actor as gay. So, you know, if he was hitting on me, I just so, thought, so he, you didn't think he was gay. No, I didn't. I mean, I, once you like go into his house, you can start talking with him. You can tell. Okay. But initially, I didn't think he was gay, and he doesn't play gay characters. Um, and um, but when I met him at this restaurant, his friend who he was with, um, he was clearly gay. And I, I love gay people. It's just you know, yeah. This is a story about. Sure. Unfortunately, women don't try and take advantage of me. It's only the guy. <laughs> but um, one day, dude, one day. <laughs> but um, we start talking about his show and the business and his friend is the one who suggests, he says, hey, why don't you guys exchange numbers and you can meet for coffee or something um, and talk about it. I was like, oh my, his friend suggested that? Oh. And I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, 
we exchange numbers, and before he gets out of there, the last thing he says. Now, did you ask for his number, or did he ask for yours? His friend said. Initiated. You, you guys want to exchange numbers? I said, yeah. Did and he then, feel awkward when he said that to it? Like, because you know how sometimes your friend's like, oh, you guys should trade numbers, and the other person's like, well, I don't really thinking, want to. Well, but. thinking back now, I think that he was looking at me as if I was, a, you know, an attractive young girl, like being like, like charming and nice. Because he, because I was, you know, celebrities, they don't like talking to people. So when this celebrity, you know, just work, working actor, was like lit up talking to me. I was like, wow, I thought I was just, you know, likable or something. All right. But now thinking back, maybe he thought I was cute. Um, anyway, right before he gets out of there, he says, hey, um, what time do you, or how about tomorrow? I go, yeah, let's meet for coffee tomorrow. He goes, what time do you normally wake up? I go, I don't know, maybe around nine. And he's like, cool, I'll call you tomorrow and we'll meet up. And I said, great. And I had... About nine o'clock the next day, I get a call from an unknown number, obviously him. Blocked? No, just random number. Okay. Um, and um, he says, uh, I, I, don't, I can't use my impression. <laughs> okay. <it away. laughs> but he, he has a distinct cadence to his voice. Sure. Um, and he says, do you, um, I'm just about to go to the health club. Um, <laughs> so he said, a young. People call it a health club. A young you man, know how old they are when people call it a health club. <laughs> a young man like yourself doesn't need to go to the gym, but um I do. So how about we meet up after um, I get back from the health club? And I go, yeah, sounds great. It's like, you know, I think he's at like about an hour. And uh, I said, yeah, no problem. And he says, great. Be at my house at this time. This is my address. And I just said, uh, okay. <laughs> and then I hung up. I was like, uh, so it wasn't of, even like, hey, can you come? It was more of like, hey, just be here at this time. No, he, he initially asked, do you still want to do it? And I said, yes. But then last minute, the weird part was he said, all right, be at my house. Rather than the coffee, which we had discussed. It was like... Well, you know, maybe he could have been like, you know, my my coffee at home is way better than anything you can get at Starbucks. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like going out. There were, those were all possibilities. Anyway, sure. I frantically called my brother, who was unavailable. You, who were unavailable. Uh, my ex-girlfriend, who was uh, unavailable. Trying to get... And she said originally she did want to come with me. Brian Schachtke, uh guest of the podcast. Yeah. Eventually, good, he was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'll come. He's like, just waiting for you to call him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but it was awesome. I'm so glad he was there because he can back up this story. Um, he, um, I say, hey, as we're driving over, hey, I'm just going to say you're my roommate because I don't want him to get like weirded out that I brought a friend. It's just going to be, I'm just saying, hey, my roommate wanted to come. Maybe you know? could have been like, oh, he gave me a ride because my car was. Yeah, I didn't I say know. that, but I, don't know. I wanted to keep things casual. Sure. We get to his house in Sherman Oaks, a modest suburban home, but you can tell professionally landscape. House or like townhouse? Big house? Mm, it's not a big house. It's like a suburb type house. Okay. It's not that big. But, but you know, in LA. Yeah, it's probably millions of dollars. Right. Um, and, but you can tell it's it's not that huge. It's not small, but it's not huge. But you can tell it's professionally landscaped, decorated. It's got a Porsche in the well, front. Well, care of. Knock on the door. If this guy just went to the health club, his t-shirt and basketball shorts were perfectly ironed like it did not look like he was working out in those or whatever so either he switched his clothes when he got home into well maybe different. he took a shower and then put on new clothes so he put he the new clothes he put on was different um workout clothes like he was wearing like a white t-shirt and like well you know when you're at, i mean when you're lounging at home like you're not gonna dress up i think this guy thinks thought he looked good in his athletic look but I see. it didn't look like he anyway he he seemed a little bit peeved that i brought a friend and didn't you know, tell him. What was he, the initial reaction when he opened the door? He was, hello, and then like a little a little curt up until a point when I said, hey, this is my, fr my roommate. He just wanted to come by. And it's almost like a switch flipped in his mind then. This is what Brian says, by the way, that he realized that um, he's like, he, he smartened up and he was like, well, you know what? Maybe I had different plans for the day, 
but now it looks like I'm actually going to have to talk about the business <laughs> and my show with this guy right here. So we go in, everything's professionally decorated, walk through the kitchen, get to the living room. I can tell since everything's professionally cleaned and decorated, you can tell when anything's out of place. So there's this pot of like something like a tea or a coffee on the stove, ready to go. And you can tell this is something that's put out because everything else is professionally cleaned well, and decorated. Did, did you hear a whistle? I cannot recall. Um, okay. but like, I'm just saying like you, like Brian's there to back me up, dude. I'm so glad. But to are me. you sure that that tea wasn't just sitting there from like last night or no, this is how I know. I, I, you could tell it was on like both me and Brian could tell it was on because 10 minutes in the conversation, about 10 minutes, the guy gets up without breaking the conversation, walks over, um, takes the tea or whatever off the stove, uh, doesn't offer it to us, comes back, keeps talking about the conversation. It was like the elephant in the room. And then he finally like took it off the stove and you know that was the time the bill cosby stuff was happening <laughs> so it's just a thought like so what's true is this guy yeah. was gay for me um so hold on hold what's, on what speculation is what what was something in that pot let's uh let's kind of back this up for a second so just so i understand your story and i've heard the story many times but you know <laughs> just like, so i can I kind of poke and probe a little bit did you are you telling me that you think that this celebrity who is a very recognizable person right uh was trying to drug you? Is that really what you believe? Honestly. Yeah. I don't think like, he was trying to drug I'm not you, saying huh? that's definitely what was happening. Um, you know, that'd be super outrageous if that's what was happening. All I'm saying is there were certain red flags that both me and Brian noticed that after we got out of there, we kind of like went over it and like, what was up with this? What was up with this? What was up with this? Because, you know, so there's tons of red flags. The point to this guy had a massive crush on me. He kept saying, you know, you should be modeling. Um, <laughs> he kept asking me and Brian, so do you do the cooking? He's kind of like flirting with us. And Have you ever seen him engage anybody else? See, that way? How would I, how would I see him? I don't know when he was with his friend. Well, his friend was gay, but he, they were clearly just friends. Austin saw this guy at the GLAAD Awards like a year or two before, which is a gay awards thing. Okay. And you just, like, you can tell he's gay. And, like, the thing is, most, like, all of the red flags that me and Brian went over point to the fact that this guy was very interested in me. Only a couple of them point to the fact that, like, what was up with that teapot? You know, what was up with that? Um, and, yeah, I guess that's and it. And then so how'd you get out of there? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, because I had called you, uh, Austin, uh, my ex-girlfriend, like everybody tried and go with me and finally Brian did. My phone was blowing up an hour later, like everybody calling me back while I'm at his house. <laughs> and like, it just kept blowing up, everybody calling me back. And he was like, oh, wow, look, like he was like- Mr. Popular. Yeah, teasing me, kind of flirting with oh. me. Like, like, look at this guy, everybody wants to talk to you. And I was like, oh, it's my girlfriend, you know? Oh, uh, you said it was your girlfriend? Yeah. And then what'd he say? Was there a frown immediately? He was smart about it. He just kept like, kind of like, he was cool. There's nothing. He didn't, he just went along with it. Okay. Anyway, eventually, I mean, we were there for like an hour, hour and a half. Eventually, like we could tell he was ready to move on. You know, we were kind of like, you know, this wasn't leading to anything. So it was kind of like an awkward, like, thank you so much. Hope to do this again. And it was just kind of awkward. Did he ever text you after that or call you after that? No, I think I texted him once. Um, after and he then he responded like within a month later or like within a month I texted him and then he responded um, but after that I actually called him up a year ago and we started this podcast which is a couple years after this event happened hey would you like to be on our podcast and he did not respond <laughs> but it was his number and I have it right here if anybody on home wants to see and what's his name again uh, I can't say that <laughs> you almost got me 
almost had what what, what were anyway you um we called me and brian called you up afterwards we you went, guys got me pretty good though and because johnny knew that's where i was going but brian called up johnny from brian's phone and said hey i'm worried about aaron i dropped him off at this person's house he's been in there a long time i don't know we like he, I mean, he's not responding to my text and johnny's like oh yeah aaron said he was going there um brian's like should, should i go knock on the door and he got johnny to agree yeah we should <laughs> knock on the door and then so we just at the table pretended to you know be knocking and i did the voice because this guy has a distinct voice i did the voice voice in the background how did the voice sound i, I don't want to do it it's was, <laughs> okay. it was like a deep um distinct voice and uh you know basically i said in the background uh nobody's here nobody's here and then it, you know acted like the door slammed and then brian's like i know i dropped aaron off at that place <laughs> you know i tried to get johnny all worried and, it, and we did it was great you know look at it from this token though what if you think that you went in, you went into this guy's house right and he's thinking like, you know what, man? I just want to really help this young, talented kid excel in his career. Like somebody maybe in the, in my life helped me. Oh, but now he brought a friend over and now he expects me to help all of his friends. And it's like, you're surprising me. Like I thought we were just going to meet me and you. Like maybe that's what turned him off. And maybe he was genuinely there just to help you with your career. But then he sees you bring this, this other individual and it just he just felt offended. Like maybe he would have been more helpful if I didn't throw another person in last minute. Exactly. I would have been afraid. Never if he, discussed. If he offered me whatever was in that teapot um, without somebody else being there. Like what if he said, hey, you know, have a drink. Would you have drink, drank in it? Uh, I mean, who, who knows what the situation would have been, but I probably wouldn't have. Um, and like, but what if he would have said like, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. And maybe he takes a sip. And I'm like, I don't want to be rude, but I also don't want what to drink. He, what if he switched the cups? Yeah, exactly. What if, or what if he built up his immune system and you're like, <laughs> okay, okay. So, so what if you were like, uh, if he asked you like in the middle of the conversation, Hey, do you like tea? And you're like, yeah, I love tea. Oh, let me go get you some. And then you're like, oh man, I just set myself up into that one. It'd be hard to say no because of the implication. So you would have just taken it, dude. I might have. And like, I'm, I could have, I don't think I would have, but I, could have been pressured into it, especially if I didn't have a friend there. And if I took it and there's something wrong with it, maybe I would have had sex with him. <laughs> All right, hit me that last question. You asked me this earlier, right? How far would you go? To get a role. Yeah. That's something every actor has got to think about. You know, now that the Harvey Weinstein Me Too movement, like that's we're post that time. But when I first got here, we were before that time, you know? It was. And this is a conversation everybody everybody used to always say, you know, Will Smith's done some stuff. You don't think Will Smith got where he's at because he didn't, you know, do some stuff with some guys or whatever, or Tom Cruise or Travolta or whatever. Are those true? That's just what people say. You say that, you know, everybody's like, you know Will Smith's done some stuff. <laughs> okay. Even though Will Smith's like the greatest actor ever. Yeah, he's great. I don't know if I don't know if he I don't care if he did or not. Well, for, for some reason his name came up. This is just from my experience. Don't know why I did either. Um, but it's a good question. And honestly, if I was, if I was guaranteed to guaranteed. like, this is a guaranteed, like maybe like this person has a history, like maybe it's Brian Singer or somebody. And he says, <laughs> okay. Hey man, I'm def I'll definitely put you in this movie. I've done it for this person, this person, this person. I'd be like, yeah, I know. I've heard of you. I read about you in the paper. Um, in Hawaii. Right. And then he'd be like, yeah, yeah. All you have to do is like, give me a, like a blow job or something. I'd be, I say, no, definitely hundred percent. But what if he's like, I'm going to give you one of the one of the main, main roles in my next X-Men film. Honestly, I might do a hand job because... Nobody's like, you got to go down on me. No, I wouldn't do it. He's, me, you're going to be one of the leads in his movie. You'll play one of the X-Men. You'll be like literally turned into action figures. One of the leads? One of the action figures, dude. They'll, they'll make rides 
at Universal with your face on it? I'd say no, but I got a nice friend, Johnny, who's used to doing that wow. stuff. <laughs> wow, dude. I thought you were dedicated to your craft. Yeah, I don't know. I guess not. So you wouldn't go that far then. I said uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'd do a hand job if it was guaranteed. And that's not right. something a lot of people will admit. And what's a, what's a guarantee? And like, doesn't mean I'm gay. Doesn't mean I'm gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Just means I really want to make it in this business. I'm just not. Yeah. Well, what, what would be the guarantee, though? I don't know. In writing, I guess? Uh, I don't like know. a guaranteed role on an HBO show? Is that enough? I mean, even if it's just a supporting role in a movie is enough. Is that worse or better? I, I don't know. What kind of movie is it? If it was an indie movie? A, a, no, an A-list movie. <laughs> okay. and Brian Singer, a Bohemian Rhapsody. I'd, I'd take right. one. I'd take... I'd Freddie take, Mercury. I wouldn't get Freddie, but I'd probably... I'd take Roger Deacon or whatever. I'd take Brian May. Sure. Sure, I would. Okay. All right, man. It's good to know where you stand on, the, on this topic. Anyway, if you guys have some stories, I would love to hear those. Uh, leave those in the comments below. We'd love to hear some wild Hollywood stories because you know what? This, that's what this town is. You got to survive this town, right? That's right. And that's, that's part of the... Stronger part together. Of the, the, the club, dude. I mean, you know... Luckily, I haven't had too much stuff happen, but I'm sure I'm sure women get a lot of a lot of problems with stuff. That's I've, right. That's I've heard a lot of stories from from friends that have said things, and I'm like, man, that is pretty rough. Though. Really? Any friends I know? Uh, I don't know if that you do. Like real stories, though. I don't care if somebody like hit on like like what I, the story I told about this person hitting on me and inviting me to his house. That's not a real me. Actually, I do know I do know a real story that uh, a guy I work with told me. Um, it was actually happened to a guy. Funny thing is this guy, this guy was a model and I remember him telling me one time on set that, uh, he was doing a photo shoot, um, at this guy's house and the photographer, uh, whoever was running the shoot, uh, was gay. No problem. He's just like another gig, just going in there to shoot. Anyway, he was there shooting. They offered him a drink, an alcoholic beverage of sorts, I believe. And, uh, he took it, not really thinking anything. And he said he was doing the shoot, and all of a sudden, he got super dizzy, felt like he was going to pass out, and, like, literally started, like, walking off a set in the middle of the shoot and realized he's been drugged. And, like, he didn't know what to do, and he only he knew he only had a few moments before literally he passed out, like, blacked out. He said he, he made it to his car, got into his car, locked the door, and passed out, blacked out. And then he said when he woke up, his words exactly, he told me. He said he, he woke up, realized where he always said he was still there, realized what happened. He went in, and he said he beat the shit out of the guy. Are you serious? That's what he told me. Who was this guy, though, on set? Who was he? Uh, he was the model. The other, like the other talent he was. He was one of the talent. He was the, the talent. So one talent. Set. Got drugged by another talent. No, he got drugged. He got drugged by the photographer or whoever was running the. Him the as shoot. the him as the model got drugged by the photographer. So he went back in the shoot and beat up the photographer. That's what he said. That's what he told me. That seems. And I kind of believed him because he was one of those dudes that's like really aggressive, and he's like, I used to be like an alcoholic, and I used to do a lot of drugs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and he seemed a little kind of off on edge. I'm not. So I'm like, uh, I kind of believe it. I mean, I like I don't fault the guy for beating up some guy who drugged him, but like that's just like it'd be crazy if you were just part of the crew and saw, hey, this this actor, this model disappeared for hours. He comes back, where the hell were you? Punches out the photographer. But I mean, like they, the photographer knew, or whoever, if it wasn't the photographer, it was somebody that was involved in the set, knew that that they had tried to drug him and that he had escaped essentially. Oh, so they knew he was gone and drugged, and they didn't call nine one one. No, because he was in his car. Uh, 
okay. That's yeah. a, that sounds like a non-union set to me. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what would you do in that sense? I probably would just drive away, right? Or just leave, knowing that these people just try to drug you. If you are, on, if the people on set, if they knew that this guy was drugged and he passed out in his car, you got to call nine one one. No, but I'm saying like one of the people on set was the one that did it. Yeah, not that guy's going to be, you know, sweating bullets, but I'm just talking about the other people. No, but I think it was like a really tiny production. Like it was probably like a photographer and like one other person. So like clearly. That's pretty scary. You know what I mean? Anyway, that was just one of the stories. There's many more. Uh, if you guys have some crazy stories, we'd love to hear those too. Send them in. We'd love to see those. Anyway, I think that wraps it up for this Johnny, you're, you're about to uh, go shoot um, a huge Netflix Yeah, thing, quick. Yeah, right? quick. Uh, Quick update. We'll give you guys more information when it happens. Uh, I'm actually flying to Mexico City tomorrow. I'm going to be there for like two and a half weeks. I'm working on a, uh, on a TV show. This is one you've heard of. This is award-winning. It's Netflix, right? Uh, yeah, it's Netflix. It's all, that's all I can say. Um, like this is one of the bigger shows on Netflix. Yeah. It's a good, yeah, it's big show on Netflix. Hope it goes well. And uh, if I'm, I can't really talk more about it other than that probably. What's the show called? Can't say. Ah, good try. Good try. Anyway, right. guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time. Later.